Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, Fiber Deployments, and Community Events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com news. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. The final eight in the FCS playoffs includes several of the most storied programs in the country, including the Grizzlies and the Bobcats. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Friday night, the only college football game in the country plays out in Harrisonburg, Virginia, as sixth-seeded Montana makes the cross-country trip to take on number three James Madison in the first matchup between the two national powers since 2008. Back then, the Grizz posted a 35-27 win over the top-ranked Dukes at Bridgeport Stadium to advance to the national championship game. This year, the Grizz face a JMU team that's rolled through its schedule, losing just one this season and outscoring its opponents on average 40 to 16 per game. The action kicks at 5 p.m. Mountain Time and can be viewed nationally on ESPN2. Saturday night in Huntsville, Texas, Montana State and Sam Houston book in the FCS quarterfinals for the Montana schools. Bobcats are the eighth seed and in search of knocking off the reigning FCS champion Bearcats, winners of 22 straight. Sam Houston has not lost a playoff game at home in its history, and one of those playoff wins came over MSU in the quarterfinals of the 2011 playoff. The Bobcats and the top seeded Bearcats kick off at 6.30 p.m. Mountain Time. The game can be viewed on ESPN+. Finally, other FCS playoff matchups this weekend include second-seeded North Dakota State, winners of eight of the last nine fall FCS titles, hosting number seven East Tennessee State, and number five Villanova, hosting a surging South Dakota State team that knocked out Big Sky Champion Sac State last week. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. Well, well, well. Isn't technology amazing? Unbelievable that I am coming to you on ESPN Radio at the same time that I am on an airplane to Minneapolis. Crazy. It's magic. Now, we're pre-recording this, but uh, we wanted to get all the coverage leading up to the playoffs because the playoffs are here and the playoffs are thriving and both the Montana schools 
for FCS football or into the quarterfinals of the FCS playoffs. So uh, definitely fun weekend. We are on our way. We'll be live from James Madison tomorrow in Harrisonburg, Virginia. We'll be live from Huntsville, Texas on Saturday. It's going to be a whirlwind. Not a lot of sleep on the itinerary, but we're very much looking forward to it. This, this is Nuanas Now on ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas, and we're coming to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Northwest Motorsport, new to Missoula, new to Montana. You can find them in the Garden City at the corner of Stevens and Mount. You can also visit nwmsrocks.com for the largest selection of lifted trucks, diesel trucks, and off-road capable SUVs. Take back control of the road with a new rig from Northwest Motorsport. Missed anything in today's first hour of the show? Fun first hour. Heard from one of our main guys, Brooks Nuanas, SkylineSportsMT.com. We've been doing this together for about eight years, so it's always very fun when we get these crossover matchups. Also, a lot of history between Montana and James Madison, as well as Montana State and Sam Houston. So we recapped all that. We also heard an update on a couple of our Mattress Firm Students of the Week. We have a couple of our already award-winning athletes that committed to colleges earlier this week. So very cool. It's always awesome when you have these kids that are very involved in the community and also have great academic uh, achievements that also then get an opportunity to get themselves an education through their sport talent. So congratulations to those, those young people. And then, of course, we also heard from Bobby Houck, Montana head coach. Coming up later on in this hour, you can hear from Montana State head coach Brent Vegan as part of our Catching Up with the Cats. Talked to Coach Vegan for about 35 minutes on Monday. So we're not going to play that whole thing. Just some bits from within it. But now, as you know, it's a Thursday. So it's time for the chick who doesn't know sports. Our good friend Carolyn is here in studio with us. Carolyn, how you doing? Do you have any idea who this picture is right here? Nope. Okay, so I have uh, my gray print, my black and white prints and I have a print of Hack Wilson, who is uh, still the single-season RBI leader for the Chicago Cubs back in the, uh, I believe, early 1930s. I have a, a picture of Tris Speaker, who was one of the great Cleveland Indians from back in the uh, Depression era. And then the picture you're looking at here is Bob Feller. Bob Feller is of significance. Not only was he a Cleveland Indian, which is one of my favorite baseball teams, but also he was, and most people don't really know this, he was sort of the first high school phenom. That picture there is of Bob Filler when he's 19 years old. He was the first teenager to ever break into the major leagues. So he was sort of the first guy to do it. Hmm. Funny, uh, that compared to now, right? Like these guys now are coming out of high school into the NBA and making $10 million a year. Bob Filler was probably making $10,000 a year. And he's seriously probably making less than $1,000 a month Crazy. back then. So a whole level, different level of pressure. But you see the, black, the board background, though. The stands are packed. I mean, that was when baseball was king. So... Pretty funny. I don't know. I always like just uh, asking you if you know anything about you know I don't. stuff. I know you don't. What's going on? How's your week so far? Week is great. I, I see TMZ on your phone, so this is stop, already a harbor, uh, harbinger of bad news to come. Uh, the You've been listening to hip hop. You've been hanging I did out a little in your boot basement. Camp. Yeah, I did a little boot camp to <laughs> '90s hip hop, which was so fun. And uh, we got some snow, so we're hoping for some skiing. Is that going to happen at all? Yes, I hope so. We live in Montana. 
I, I mean, I, I think it's one of the funniest things in the world when Montanans complain about the weather because one of my favorite parts about living here is the extremes. I think it's hilarious. I love when it's negative a million. I also love when it's 110. I love all of it. You, I'm here for it. Great. I Like, the days that are the worst weather, that's when I'm trying to go skiing. Oh, it, no, 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 no. It hardens you too, as a human. Too cold, but I, I, we I, need I, the all, snow. All I'm saying is you guys are all out here wearing short sleeves and everybody's, uh, like, celebrating the fact that it's not cold. Nah, give me the snowstorm. I won't be snowed all the way. I don't know anyone celebrating that it's not cold in December (laughs) when we need snow. I mean, give me a break. I know. I was just talking to our good friend, Rajim Seabrook, our uh, Friday co-host here. And like he was saying, we need to root for snow more than anything, not even for this winter sports or, or just the enjoyment of Montana in December through February, but for August. Exactly. Because we're, this is all about football here. And if we have uh, terrible smoke, smoke, It screws up everything. Well, I have such a hard time with it, and I have to stand outside in it for a full month in August, so we, we definitely need it. Well, um, and our environment needs it. And, That's true, too. Um, my kids' soccer team needs it in the fall because we need soccer. That's right. Because football is life. How much is soccer blowing up in Missoula? It's awesome. It's, it's amazing. crazy. I, I know. It's You can feel it. Yeah. Like, everybody's talking about soccer. It's, it's pretty so cool. Great. I know. We love it. I love soccer. I'm, I am really hoping at some point... I can go take Nick to a game in Liverpool or, oh, yeah. If you do that, you tell me. Let's go. We'll make it an ESPN trip. All right. Do you think Becky will pay? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, I think she'll maybe say yes, we can go mm. if we pay. We can get press passes, though, probably. I know. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That would be the most amazing thing ever. I've heard it's awesome. Yeah. So that's my goal before Nick leaves uh, the nest. We'll see. Well, that's only like... Stop it. Don't even say it. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> what if he switched over and played football in high school? I would not like that. What if they wanted him to be the kicker for football? He plays oh, soccer and football. I'd be okay with that. That could actually be the thing that gets him a scholarship the right. quickest. That's you true. Talk, we always talk to soccer guys into coming and kicking because they're way better at it. Oh, interesting. I'm going to put that on my to-do now, list. He doesn't have to get hit. We could be a part of a team. Exactly. But it's like, do you really want to drive all over the place? Because you might have Thursday match in Helena and then a Friday night game in Missoula and then a Saturday match in Billings or something. Right. And then I always think about poor, um, what's his name on the Miami Dolphins in... Ray Finkel. Ray Finkel and like laces out and, <laughs> you know, like that's a lot of pressure. It's so funny because most people that know me that listen to this, they would tell you that I'm a curmudgeon that doesn't like comedies. I actually love comedies. The comedies now just do not compare to what the comedies used to be. Mm-hmm. I agree. Ace Ventura was hilarious. Yes. Hilarious. Like the prime of Jim Carrey, Ace Ventura, Dumb and Dumber, The Mask. The mask is liar, just, liar. It was too good. Yeah. It's too funny. Oh, me, Dupree. What does it mean? Me, you, and Dupree. Yeah. You, me, and Dupree. <laughs> so inappropriate. So inappropriate. Oh, my God. That would get canceled today in one oh, second. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Anyway. Um, yeah. So... Uh, yeah, snow, we're excited, but what I'm really excited about is my D-bag of the week. <laughs> the tool of the week. Now. God, we're going to get in trouble. Who do you think it is? I want <laughs> you just to guess. Oh, man. Um, well, there's like a rumor on the internet that Aaron Rodgers broke his toe because he dropped his favorite hair straightener on it. Oh, my God. Yes, I, I did. I hope that that's I heard, true. I heard that he broke his toe, and then people were accusing him of having COVID toe, and then he showed his <sighs> stinky stinky feet. I almost said the A word. He did. Uh, uh, to the media. Okay. that if, is. If, if by chance, here's the thing. 
I'm all for everybody doing everything. If you're, if you're into it, it makes you happy, it gives you confidence, it's all good. But there's certain stipulations and rules that I think that people should follow. You can have all the long hair you want if you have nice hair. My brother has hair all the way down to his butt. No, he, has, he doesn't. He oh, does? absolutely. Do. Yeah, you just never seen it. He huh. keeps it all tight, a little up top. A little man bun? Yeah, but huh. that, th- that stuff's all does the way down Does he ever French here. braid it? No, nope, never. Mm-hmm. But he's got beautiful, long, flowing, curly hair. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers has horrible hair. Why is he growing it like this? If he has to use a hair strainer for his little rat strings, this ain't what it's all about, buddy. I think, I don't believe that he broke his toe dropping a hair straightener. Because <laughs> first of all, I've dropped my hair straightener plenty of times on my feet and my my toes are fine. <laughs> I think he broke his toe because he plays football. But that is not the tool of the week. Okay, who's the tool of the, the week? The tool of the week is Tristan Thompson. Oh, yeah, what's he doing? He sent me something. I couldn't even bring myself to open the link. He's got another kid or yes. something? Oh, my god. third goodness. baby mama. But he's not married to... Th- he's not married, but they were together, allegedly. Sure. And on the last Keeping Up with the Kardashians, they were trying oh. for another baby. Not only did he get another woman pregnant, then he's trying to silence her. He texted her saying, you're not getting any money from me. I'm going to be unemployed next year. So you will be getting the amount... I can't believe these guys put all this stuff in text. I know, it's so stupid. It's like such... It's automatic for the legal battle. Right. If you just said it, there's no... If they're less than they're recording it, which it's illegal to record somebody unless you tell them, right. they wouldn't be able to do it. No. But now when it's in text, it's like screenshot, bam, I got you. Not only is he so stupid that he's texted that, he's so stupid that he can't wear a condom. And gets another person <laughs> pregnant. Like, get it together. You can get afford the best condoms on earth. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I am so sick of this guy being such trash. Oh, man. So now he's um, suing the woman for talking in the press about it and all this stuff. And he's just making it worse. He needs to shut up and pay child support and move on. That's what he needs to do. Well, you know, I just wish that it wasn't a world in which he was still relevant at all. I think it's amazing and a detriment to us as a society that some guy's philandering is part of our conversations. Like, not this conversation. That's what this segment's all about. He just should be irrelevant. Like, Tristan Thompson hasn't been good in the NBA in, in a long time. Which is why he's probably retiring this year. Oh, man. Think about how messy his life's going to be if he's not on a team. Because He's only 30. That's I know. a long time. There's going to be a lot of babies. <laughs> oh. A lot of Thompson babies oh, running man. around. He is gross. Yeah. He he got caught cheating on Chloe like when she was days away from giving birth. Then he hooks up with his personal trainer. Like, can you be more cliche? <laughs> and gets her pregnant. Like, uh. I... So, I mean, okay, this is sort of a rude thing to say, but but don't you think that if, if you are a multimillionaire athlete and you hire an attractive woman as your trainer, the intention was to hook up with her? A hundred percent. Right. He is a if disgusting, were... horny man who can't keep it together. It's gross. Chicken <laughs> doesn't know sports, the episode in which we get canceled here on ESPN Radio. I- I'm just, I'm just uh, speaking the truth here. I just wish Tristan Thompson would go away. He doesn't even start anymore. He plays for the Sacramento Kings. And he's worth, what, $40 million? I, I think he signed a $60 million contract once upon a time. I don't know what he's well, worth. Well, he's paying all these baby mamas right now, so he's probably worth yeah, I mean, way less. Yeah, these, uh, the way that a lot of these uh, guys, professional athletes, operate these days, I, what, what you've made and what you're worth are, are drastically different, unfortunately. 
It's funny you say that. I was uh, listening to this podcast yesterday, and sh- um, there's this new movie out called True Story. It's not a it's not a movie. It's like a series on Netflix. It's really good. And the writer it talks about he was on this podcast, and he was saying a lot of times when you are from you know lesser means and you know poor, sure. grew up poor whatever sure. your family and a lot of your community think once you're rich you owe them you, oh. it's not even a question and the podcast host was actually saying they're actually now helping these these college athletes who are about to become pro yeah. with their finances and i was like well they're clearly listening to me Fine. Yeah, well, yes uh, one of our good friends around here, a guy that's joined the show several times, and uh, a guy I've gotten to know oh, oh, decent, decently well over the last couple of years, is a guy named Sam McCollum. And Sam is from McCollum, Mississippi, but he went to high school in, in Kalispell, at Flathead High School in the 1970s. His dad was an ex-military guy, but Sam had uh, several unique experiences in his life. One, being black in the Flathead Valley in the late 60s and early 70s. That was probably a very... Uh, unique experience, and um, they played at Montana State, but then he was uh, drafted by the Minnesota Vikings. He played a Super Bowl, and then he also was the first guy selected uh, for the Seahawks in the expansion draft, and he caught the first touchdown in Seahawks history. That's all to say that Sam was very successful. He played in the NFL for 10 years, but he talked about that exactly. He said his first contract was only a two-year contract, and he was dead broke after his second year because Every cousin and aunt and everybody he ever knew was like, Sam, give me some money. Give me yeah. a loan. Give me a loan. And he was like 22 years old. So he doesn't know. He's just being generous. And he's like, why well, do I have any money? How am I supposed to? So he had to move back in with his parents and get all yeah. get all resituated. So uh, Sam, though, then went on to be one of the four, the guys on the forefront of fighting for player rights and guaranteed contracts and guaranteed money. Oh. He's been a liaison for the uh, NFL Players Association for the last 40 years. I actually don't know. I don't know why he's not part of the conversation in Montana more. Because in terms of guys that have had impact on professional football, I actually think Sam McCollum is among, if not the most prominent guy that ever came out of Montana. Like he's he has had a significant impact in the betterment and growth of the NFL, along the lines of guys like Pete Rozelle and Roger Goodell and the commissioners. He's been right up there with with those guys. So uh, impressive story. Anyways, we digress, but it is true. I think that sometimes these guys get pulled on from. A lot of different avenues, and uh, you know, sometimes their generosity is taken advantage. Well, of. he could have a few less family members if he kept it in his pants. I'm talking about Tristan Thompson, right? Okay, moving on. So, uh, <laughs> Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde from yeah, the from Buffalo the from the Buffalo Bills. Bills. Yep. Um, they lost 14 to 10 to New England, and which I don't think is that awful. Like, it's not like it was a total wipeout, but apparently some media members, a media member asked them, aren't you embarrassed for losing? Right. I mean, it was an embarrassing, it wasn't embarrassing. It was a weird game. The wind was blowing so hard. It was like very atypical. The thing is, the Bills have been the whipping boy with the New England Patriots for like the duration of my life. But and why now, would- they're be- now they're better and then they still lost in a primetime game. Okay, but... My question is, as a media person, would you ask someone if they're a No, but I operate completely different than almost all these media people, and I like to think that's why I have way more respect from the coaches and stuff, but like the way that these, I don't even know what word I would like, like to use. Most of the words we use behind closed doors to describe our colleagues are not very nice, so I can't say them. Okay. Uh, 
how much do we want to digress into the rabbit hole on no, this? No, we one? don't. I'm just there's a, there's a significant dynamic right now in media where to have a seat at the table and to have any sort of unique content, you have to go outside of the realm of what it should be about. What it should be about is just the strategy and the result, the winning and the losing, and and the money. That's the, the reporting. The reporter's job, first and foremost, is to reveal the the economy of it all, particularly when it comes to college institutions because these coaches are public employees and so the, it's taxpayer money. So I consider covering college sports like covering higher education, like covering local government. Uh, it's on par with that. But there's a real dynamic here where to make your way, you either have to be inflammatory or you likely have zero perspective because you probably come from a advantaged background. I don't know. We could go do a whole podcast about this, but we won't. I digress. Well, I guess it's, you know, when we're talking back about the mental health um, of tennis, some tennis players and some people, and, and then this whole media, like what happens before games and after games with the media, I just think there's a respectful way to talk to players and ask the questions you want to ask without being offensive. Right. I know. It, it, it's, the, it's the process of it all that's that the problem right now, right? Yeah. Because if you, if you have the Todd Brady sitting up here, right, Ugh. and he you give him the straight questions and he gives you the straight answers, well, then the only thing that's going to delineate who reads, like you and I are both in the press conference, we're both reporters, right? Mm-hmm. When we only get the same quotes, right, then maybe I'm a better writer than you so I can outright you a little bit in using the exact same quote, but the story's about the exact same thing, so how do you make the content different? That's why people start asking about the stupid stuff. Like I appreciate that. That's why the women's tennis players have to deal with all the stuff about their outfits and yada, 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 because then, you know, that's the only way you can get original content beyond than what's just being on display. All right, well, that's fair, I guess, but I just think you can do it without being rude. Right. I'm just, you know, the mama bear in me comes out, and I'm like... These boys just played really hard. Be nice. You don't have to ask if they're embarrassed. You could find a better question. Do better. Do better, indeed. Took a dozen no sports, doing her best here on Nuanas Now on a Thursday. We're on our way to uh, Minneapolis and then to D.C. and then from D.C. to Harrisonburg and then from Harrisonburg to Baltimore. Baltimore to Houston, Houston to Huntsville, Huntsville to Vegas. Back to Missoula. Can't wait for it. How much Florence Coffee... Uh, as- Chocolate-covered espresso beans are you going to... Ooh, they, I forgot about those. I should get some you of should. those, huh? Yeah. Mm. Did you see my plug there? I did. Yeah. Very nice. Thank Thanks you. to Florence Coffee for always <laughs> keeping us well-caffeinated. Um, okay. Do you know? Do you remember who Joey Chestnut is? Uh, the professional eater. Yes. yes. So goals. he... Um, goals, really? I, mean, I don't know. I don't know how you eat professionally and then aren't fat. True. It's impressive. You probably barf it all up. Wouldn't you barf all that immediately? Well, have you ever seen the way that they prep yes. for it? it? No. Oh, yeah. They like It's a science. They I mean, stretch their stomachs out with like, they, they'll drink like a two-gallon thing of water and then eat like the most obscene amount of lettuce you've ever seen and then like let it digest so that your stomach like swells. I've seen when they eat the hot dogs and they dip it in water and <clears> it's <throat> just the most sick thing. Well, <laughs> it just got sicker. Or more sick. sick. I don't know. Thing. Uh, wet hot dog bun? Oh my God, that was so nasty. Yeah. Okay. So gross. He just won a shrimp eating contest. Oh, that's even gross. 17 pounds and 1.6 ounce, ounces of shrimp. <sighs> Honestly, that makes me want to barf even just saying it out loud. So gross. Like, is it. 
It's, is I don't it think grilled or fried? If it's just like cold cocktail shrimp, oh. that is so nasty. Can you imagine his nasty breath oh. after that too? Oh, is he married? I don't know. I'd feel really bad for his wife. Well, except he makes a lot of money, so maybe not that bad. I don't know. if He also probably would be, a, he's probably like a, a perfect eater when he's not doing it for a living, right? I'm, I'm at, he's probably keto. Maybe. Well, I found that to be disgusting. And um, 17 pounds of shrimp. I mean, oh, that is just so gross. But so gross. But congrats, I guess. Um, okay, do you remember... No spouse per his Wikipedia. Mm. Well, he proposed to his longtime girlfriend, Nestle Ricasa, just before defending his 2014 hot dog eating championship. The couple split up shortly after, prior to their scheduled wedding date. So, in other words, she went and saw him dip hot dog buns in water and said, I'm not into you anymore. I mean, honestly... Like it, there's nothing grosser. I no. think you can see your potential husband do, right? No, that's disgusting. <laughs> if, 68 sort of like, hot dogs is the record. Like a, it's a good first date question. Do you smoke? Do you do drugs? Do you eat wet hot dog buns? <laughs> if the answer is yes to any of them, you're done. Oh. oh, man. That's awesome. 76 is the world record held by Joey Chestnut in hot dogs. 76 Sick. hot dogs. Are they... Nathan's or Hebrew Nathan's National? Hot dog. Mm. Yep, I Nathan's. do like a Nathan's hot dog. Yeah, but not 76 no. in 10 minutes. And not with wet buns. <laughs> Chicken doesn't know sports. ESPN Radio, what else? All right, remember um, when I talked about Emmett Smith's house for sale yeah. for $2.2 million? And um, he had all these little, like, 22, you know, his dining room sits up to 22 people, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Guess how fast he sold his house? In 22 days. 22 hours. Wow, Emmett. What was the price tag? 22 million? 2.2 million. Wow, that's it? Yeah, and you get to have dinner with him if you bought it. Man. Yeah. How bad is it that I'm like so uh, brainwashed by the the real estate extremism in Montana right now that I'm like, 2.2 million dollars, that sounds cheap. Maybe I could get a house in Missoula for that. Maybe. Probably not. (laughs) Definitely not in Bozeman. Definitely not in Bozeman, and I don't know about Missoula either. But My old business partner in Bozeman, I saw him the other week. He told me that he, he had, like, a very humble little house. I mean, he's nice, whatever. Like Standard. Yeah, he's not married, house, no kids. Yeah. Like, he's just a single guy living there. So he told us he sold it for seven figures. Like, what is happening? Insane. It's insane. How is anyone... Well, I can't even go on this topic right no, now. No, it hurts. Um... Yeah, so my friend Lauren really wants you to try oat milk, mm. almond milk, mm-hmm. and what's the other one? Oat milk, almond milk, uh, coconut milk? Sure, I don't know. I was actually thinking about uh, giving up milk. For for your New Year's resolution or just? Just, uh, just in general, both. Dairy one. or milk? Uh, I don't know if I could give up cheese. Right. I could definitely give up all the other stuff that I think. Yogurt? Yeah. I just eat yogurt. Ice cream? I eat yogurt because it's convenient. Yeah, I don't yeah, really yeah. like ice cream. I'm not a big ice cream person. And they also say that that Greek yogurt is good for your muscles. Is yeah. that true? Yeah, it's got like Greek protein in it. Greek yogurt's very good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sure all the athletes we cover eat Greek yogurt. Mm, maybe. Maybe not the college boys. They probably eat a bunch of junk in the dining hall, huh? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Well, anyway. Yeah, that's uh, that's probably one of the biggest differences between the highest level of college football is most of like Alabama, Georgia, they have training tables, which is basically like personal chefs. Really? So you can like go in there and get surf and turf. You can do whatever you want. 
Whereas here they have like what they call power stations where they have like granola bars and peanut butter sandwiches and stuff. So like there's snacks and bananas and protein shakes and whatever, but it's not like, Hey, Cecil, make me a right. surf and turf. Like in Alabama, if you're one of the dudes, you can get whatever you want to eat at any time. I remember in college, I lived in the dorm right next to the, the dome. And yeah, so yeah. a lot of football players lived in there. Northern Arizona. Yeah. And, uh, one of them, there, his dad would ship hamburgers, cooked burgers on the grill for him to eat, like and like leave them in his dorm fridge or whatever. So he would just like eat hamburgers all <laughs> night or whatever. And I was like, "What is going on?" Yeah, if people really knew what these guys go through to get to be as big as they are, man. Like I had a buddy who was naturally pretty lean. Big guy for sure, but like naturally pretty lean. And he moved to defensive line when he was playing for the Grizz. And he used to set an alarm for 3.30 or 4 in the morning every single morning so he could dr- get up and drink a protein shake and just go back to bed. Really? It's just like, man, how bad does your stomach hurt when you just chug like 32 in ounces of, of milk in the middle of the night oh, and just go back to bed? Nasty. Eh. No, that's almost as bad so as nasty. 17 pounds of shrimp. Yeah, no kidding. What I else? bet those guys could eat 17 pounds of shrimp. Uh, Maybe. Definitely. Have maybe. we ever tried to get like a football player in one of these food eating contests? Oh, that's actually not a bad, uh, not, not or a bad idea. Michael Phelps. Remember when they used to oh, yeah. talk about how much he'd eat? I always thought that a good reality TV show would be uh, like just what NFL linemen eat. Oh my God, let's do it. It'd be a great show. Yeah. To, I mean, these guys are like really fit and still really fat. <laughs> that's an amazing thing to I'd, work out all the time and still be like portly. Yeah. I'd also like to know what like um, LeBron eats in a day. I mean, I know I he's super it's, healthy, it's but... It's probably so foo-foo. I don't want to know what Tom Brady eats. Yeah, I've no, sweet heard. potato chip fry things. Yeah, stupid. How does he eat enough, though, if he's not eating anything delicious? I don't know. Hmm. When you're worth hundreds of millions of dollars, you can do whatever you want. All That's right. the point. Carolyn, thank you. Thank you. Chicken doesn't know sports. ESPN Radio. Go Grizz! We'll be back at it next week, and we'll have... Uh, Back to giving our vouchers for the AC Hotel. I appreciate them being the presenting sponsor of the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports. We're just not doing it right now because it's a little hard when we're doing these pre-records and we're on the road and there's no one to answer the phone. So we'll probably give you two AC Hotel vouchers next week. So keep it tuned right here. Brent Vegan, Montana State. They play at Sam Houston State Saturday night. We'll hear from Montana State's head football coach right after this. Keep it right here. It's ESPN Radio. You're listening to Nuanas Now. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. 
The final eight in the FCS playoffs includes several of the most storied programs in the country, including the Grizzlies and the Bobcats. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Friday night, the only college football game in the country plays out in Harrisonburg, Virginia, as six-seeded Montana makes the cross-country trip to take on number three James Madison in the first matchup between the two national powers since 2008. Back then, the Grizz posted a 35-27 win over the top-ranked Dukes at Bridgeport Stadium to advance to the national championship game. This year, the Grizz face a JMU team that's rolled through its schedule, losing just once this season and outscoring its opponents on average 40-16 to 16 per game. The action kicks at 5 p.m. Mountain Time and can be viewed nationally on ESPN2. Saturday night in Huntsville, Texas, Montana State and Sam Houston bookend the FCS quarterfinals for the Montana schools. Bobcats are the eighth seed and in search of knocking off the reigning FCS champion Bearcats, winners of 22 straight. Sam Houston has not lost a playoff game at home in its history, and one of those playoff wins came over MSU in the quarterfinals of the 2011 playoff. The Bobcats and the top seeded Bearcats kick off at 6.30 p.m. Mountain Time. The game can be viewed on ESPN+. Finally, other FCS playoff matchups this weekend include second-seeded North Dakota State, winners of eight of the last nine fall FCS titles, hosting number seven East Tennessee State, and number five Villanova, hosting a surging South Dakota State team that knocked out Big Sky champion Sac State last week. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. Hey, what's up, Montana? Welcome back. Nuana is now ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana TV. Happy Thursday. Thanks so much for kicking with us. If you're watching on TV, you see an empty studio, it's because we're on the road. We're on our way to Harrisonburg, Virginia, and then Huntsville, Texas. The unique opportunity to hit up both FCS quarterfinal playoff games that involve both the Grizzlies, who play at James Madison in Harrisonburg, and the Bobcats that play in Huntsville, Texas. It's time now for our Catching Up with the Cats. Caught up with Brent Vegan from earlier this week. Some of his thoughts on Sam Houston State, including just the quality of the program that makes them the top-ranked team in the FCS playoffs, as well as the defending national champions. Really good program. This isn't, they just haven't come onto the scene. Um, you know, they've been, they've been challenging for championships for quite some time. Obviously broke through this past spring um, and, and Coach Keeler both with the success at the FCS level at Sam Houston and Delaware is uh, a proven winner for sure. So uh, a big task in front of us. Sam Houston State, one of the leading run defenses in the country, but they also give up a ton of passing yards. Part of that's the league they play in. Part of that's the priority they put on it. Brett Vegan here on Nuanas now on Sam Houston's defense. I think it's a combination that they're they're built to stop the run. You know, you could see a shift in uh, maybe their focus if the last couple years. You know, I know their their exits from the playoffs um, going back a few years were, were pretty wide margins. I know a couple times to North Dakota State and once to James Madison, and it's apparent that they. Uh, you know, they built up their team on both sides of the football, um, and that was a big part of being able to to beat South Dakota State, North Dakota State, James Madison in the spring, their ability to stop the run. And I think within the context of the, the regular season um, and even into the playoffs, I, I think part of it is the makeup of that league um, and their opponents, you know, maybe being more built to throw. Um, certainly their offense getting ahead in, in making um, the other team you know, more more apt to throw and chase points. I think it's a little bit of that, but they're certainly, um, their front is built to, to stop the run for sure. Sam Houston can pile up points. They're really good at jumping out to early leads, especially uh, in the first half. And that's been sort of the story of their season and something that's influenced their statistics. Brent Vegan on Sam Houston State's offense. 
Well, a lot of weapons. I, I think first off, you know, they're they're a team that can beat you on the ground. They can beat you through the air. Uh, it certainly starts with their quarterback. Um, you know, his stats don't jump crazy off the page, but that's probably because he, you know, hasn't had to finish a lot of games. Um, but as a passer, I think he's over 250 yards, 26 touchdowns, and then he's a he's a very athletic guy that can extend plays and can run the football as well. Um, you know, running back, they're good. They got you know uh, a couple guys that have an ample amount of carries, uh, and then receiver-wise, you know, I think they have three guys that you know are all in their own way. Um, you know, dangerous, and so you know they don't choose to do it one way or the other. I think they can they can go about it, but they I, I know they want to run the football and they want to stop the run just as their ingredients to win. So you know, I think for us, you know, we got to do everything we can to slow that run down and and make it hard for them to throw it. I think that's that's been our formula all year, and it'll have to be against them. And then at the Montana State press conferences, I get a chance to ask some questions, even though I'm almost never in Bozeman on Mondays. So I had a couple questions for Coach Vegan about some of the crossover. Vegan was at North Dakota State when they played Sam Houston in the national championship in both 2011 and 2012. So some thoughts there as well as some thoughts about Casey Keeler, Sam Houston's head coach, who we'll hear from tomorrow here on Nuanas Now. You guys played Sam Houston in the national championship game at North Dakota State a couple times in a row. Is that right? Yes, 11 and 12. Okay, so, uh, I mean, obviously that's a long time ago, 10 years ago. So, uh, but d- how much different do they look or how much similar do they look? I guess is there sort of like any patterns in terms of the type of players they can attract? I know it's a new coaching staff and all that. So, I mean, just compare and contrast. Yeah. 10 years ago, that way you see on Bill. I think that's, yeah, I, I think schematically offense they're they're quite a bit different um they were they were more of an option outfit back then defensively um you know i I think both both years that we played them you felt like they had some guys that were strong um you know they had good size but but more so than anything they were fast they were fast all over the place and you know you see a lot of those same Comparisons again schematically, I think there's some there's some difference defensively, but uh, you know they're they're back up to that point. I thought they had good defenses in 11 and 12. Um, both those years we played them, and they had a bunch of skill on offense. They went about their tactics different, but uh, you know they're able to you know uh, attract you know from a you know, a pretty close uh, proximity a, a really good caliber of athlete, and that's not just skill. It's it's skill. It's it's big guys that can move um you know they don't have to go too far uh i think what's houston the fourth biggest metro area in the, the country and they're they're just north of houston and then they can go up into east texas um which in all those small towns smaller towns football is king and um you know they can they can probably jump in their car and, and do much much of their recruiting and, and be done with it i know they they're not exclusive to to Texas, but um, a good chunk of their their guys are probably pretty dang close to close to home. Well, it seemed like talking to your guys on Saturday, they expressed uh, that, that they really like this challenge. They're embracing this challenge of playing the top ranked team. So, what do you think of just that element of it? I mean, like Kyle Cotter said, got to beat the best to be the best. So, you, you must love the confidence your guys have going to Huntsville. Yeah, I think you get to the final eight and. Yeah, everybody's worthy at this point. Um, and I think the fact that, that, that we fell to the eighth seed and, and, you know, they obviously secured the one. Um, you know, this, this matchup was a game away. I'm thankful we're in it uh, first off. But, you know, whether you play the, the, the best in the quarters, the semis, the finals, sometimes is debatable. I, I think back to, you know, the three championship runs that we had. Um, 
at NDSU, uh, you know, we, we beat Sam Houston twice in the finals, and I'd say one of those years they were probably the best team we played, but maybe the other they weren't. You know, I, we played a couple of Georgia Southern teams at at home that that could have been the toughest toughest task. So, I, you know, wherever it comes, it you know, you you got to face it head on and. Um, you know, uh, like all all eight teams are, are worthy of being in this position, and, and we're you know we're excited to go down there, and we're just you know I think excited to move on. I think that's that's the biggest thing, and um, you know I think our guys are confident that we can we can match up with anybody if we play well, you know, and, and we got to get ourselves positioned to play well. I think that's you know I think our guys have taken that approach each week, and you know we got to do it again this week for sure. Well, this time of year, obviously, the, I mean, I know it's always important, but the fronts were always so important when it comes down to December football. But you guys have such good fronts, particularly on defense. So what do you think of this, this maybe the, I don't know if upper hand's right word, but what do you just think of the, 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 those guys' ability to sort of carry the day for the defense and then just the performance they've had at this point? Yeah, you know, I, the, our, the, the success of our defense starts up front. There, there's no question about that. And, and our ability to... To do things um, without pressuring, we will pressure a fair amount, but to do things without pressuring has is, is really been our hallmark this year. And whether that's that's been stopping the run, disrupting the run, or getting after the passer, disrupting the passer, um, you know, and the fact that we've really played ten guys pretty consistently, I think, is a, is a big part of that. You know, our our three seniors get a lot of the the acclaim. Um, you know, Daniel and Amandre and Chase. But those other seven guys have, have found their role, and uh, in each game, you know, one or more of them has stepped up and made a big play. And, and that was, you know, thinking back to where we were in the spring and how that looked with a lot of those guys not being ready, I, I you know, we were crossing our fingers that we could get to that point, you know, knowing that ideally, you know, it was going to take uh, – it was going to take a big group. It was no way going to be done with uh, just four guys. So, you know, and our linebackers, um, you know, Troy and Callahan have, have played the, the the bulk of the reps lately. Um, you know, and those I'd take those two against you know any set of linebackers in the country. So, you know, yeah, it starts with those those six guys. You could just well throw Ty in there as an outside linebacker, so to speak, and. Um, you know, if, if if that group can be successful on Saturday, you know, we'll be in the game. I know that much. Well, the last thing for you, I always ask you about any crossover with the opposing coach. So I know a lot of people around the FCS were somewhat surprised that Casey Keeler left Delaware to go to Sam Houston. So do you have any crossover with Coach Keeler? And just how would you uh, describe his coaching style if you have any opinion on it at all? Well, winning, you know, I think that's the first thing. Yeah, I think most uh, most playoff wins, second active, I think, and career wins, um, you know, winning at two, you know, I, I would think different programs, you know, different locations for sure, um, different ways to go about things, whether it was, you know, in the, the Colonial all those years or now down in Texas. Um, so hats off to him for, you know, being able to take his, uh, you know, the, the really the quality work that he had done at Delaware and I think winning a championship and playing for two more and then you know transitioning it down to a program that was doing well under coach Fritz obviously um, you know and taking it to a level where they've they've won a championship um, never crossed paths with them um, you know but but certainly have a lot of respect for for what he's done at both places um, you know and, and that's not easy the, the the hallmark of a really good coach sometimes if they can is this, if they can do it in two places if they do it at two different places and, and he's certainly done that there you go Brent Deegan Montana State head coach 
It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Take you home here on a Thursday. Keep it right here, 102.9 FM. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home what a time to be alive. I can't believe the way that technology has transformed the world. I know that I've always bemoaned it and bellyached a little bit, but gosh dang, it's fun to be able to present you with a local, statewide, regional radio show while I'm traveling across the country. It is Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. If you're watching in on SWX or YouTube, and you see an empty studio. It is the Northwest Motorsports studio, Northwest Motorsport. You can find the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest by visiting nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. But if you see an empty studio, it's because we're not there. We are making our way to Washington, D.C., and then Harrisonburg, Virginia. Very excited to take in Virginia. I've only been there twice in my life and uh, never for a football game and never to James Madison. So uh, it'll be very fun to watch the Grizz take on the Dukes tomorrow night. That game kicks 5 p.m. local time, Montana time. So we'll be on the air from 2.30 to 4.30 right here on ESPN Radio. And then Saturday, we are catching a bird to head on down to Houston and hit up Huntsville, Texas. Montana State takes on Sam Houston, the defending national champions, and the top-ranked Bearcats at 6.30 Montana time, 7.30 local time. You can find the Grizz game, by the way, on ESPN2 and the Bobcat game on ESPN+. It is time now for our final word. Happy to have Eagle Satellite on board. Love their support. Love all they do in the community. And this is pretty cool. Eagle Satellite, they want to thank all current and former healthcare workers. And the way they're going to do it, because they appreciate all you've done and continue to do, they're going to hook you up with one of the cheapest TV packages you can find. I know there's all sorts of different streaming options and yada, yada, yada. I'm telling you, letting the people that are pros at this, the experts, take care of it, pretty darn good. It's time now for our final word. Happy to have Eagle Satellite on board. Love their support. Love all they do in the community. And this is pretty cool. Eagle Satellite, they want to thank all current and former healthcare workers. And the way they're going to do it, because they appreciate all you've done and continue to do, they're going to hook you up with one of the cheapest TV packages you can find. I know there's all sorts of different streaming options and yada, yada, yada. I'm telling you, letting the people that are pros at this, the experts, take care of it, pretty darn good. If you want to follow all of our escapades, you can follow us on Instagram, 1029 ESPN Instagram, as well as you can follow us on Twitter at 1029 ESPN or at Skyline Sports MT. We will be trying to chronicle as much of this as we can. I mean, at the end of the day, 
we love our profession and we love what we do, but we are just some boys from Montana that are going to the big city times three. We got to hit up D.C., Houston, and Las Vegas in a whirlwind of a trip, but we're very excited. So if you want to hang out with us, we're going to be doing some Twitter Live stuff and some uh, Instagram stories. Is that what they call them? <laughs> I'm still getting into the Instagram. Apparently, everybody, that's all they're ever using or all they're ever on. So it uh, should be fun. Weekend, full flush of FCS playoff action. I've been to Huntsville, Texas once, 2011. I actually watched the Grizz last Friday night home game. Playoff home game, that is, under the lights. They've only had one Friday night game under the lights in the playoffs until last week. That was their second one against Eastern Washington. But I watched that game in a bar in Huntsville, Texas, on a Friday night, and then went and watched Montana State the next day. Montana that Friday night waxed Northern Iowa 48-10 to to punch a semifinal berth. That's the last time the Grizz have been to the Final Four. That Bobcat team was one of my favorites I'd ever covered. Denarius McGee and the boys, yeah, Cody Kirk, Tanner Bleskin, Zach Minter, Brad Daly. I mean, you know all the names. Caleb Schreibeis. That was a great team. A Big Sky Conference championship team. And a really interesting team, too, because they had so many guys from Texas. So their trip to Texas was sort of a homecoming, but it was also uh, a lot of pressure for those guys. Hyper-emotional is what Elvis Ackpill, the former Montana State receiver, said it. He described it as uh, on this show earlier this week. And... Uh, it was an eye-opener because at that time I was a pretty young reporter. I'd just been covering the Cats for the very tail end of the 2010 season, and that one had ended abruptly with North Dakota State sort of breaking through for the first time. Uh, that was the first time NDSU really flexed their muscle and showed what they could become. And uh, then, of course, then they lost in the, in, the, uh, in the playoffs that year to Eastern Washington, who went on to win the national championship. But then NDSU has basically been in the national championship every fall national championship since then. And they've won eight of the last nine fall national championships. But that Bobcat team was incredibly talented. They were very good. And I thought that uh, they had a real chance to make a run in a national championship. And they hit a wall that day in Huntsville. Uh, Richard Sincere, Tim Flanders, Brian Bell, that's a team I'll never forget from Sam Houston. I only watched them a little bit, but the fact that they had the crossover between the Cats and the Grizz, because they played the Grizz the next week in the semifinals and beat that Grizz team too, which is a really good Grizz team led by you know Jordan Johnson and Caleb McSurdy and a bunch of really talented players on that side as well. That was an eye-opener. It was a, kind of a wow moment, and it shows you just the way seasons can be altered very abruptly. You know, that Montana State team, some parallels to this one in terms of how high they rose. They were number one in the country going into the Bobcat Grizz game. Montana came into Bobcat Stadium and, and ran them over. 36-10, uh, to 10, the final score, knocking off the number one team in the nation. And then the Bobcats got their first playoff win under Rob Ash against New Hampshire, took a block and extra point to get there. And then they head down to Huntsville. And uh, I was saying this in the press box. This is not to pour salt in old wounds. It was 10 years ago. But the fact of the matter was, I've seen Montana State win a lot of games in the last 10 years covering them. And I've seen them lose a couple games uh, in not-so-great fashion. But I'll tell you this. The uh, the butt-whooping they took in 2011 was absolutely one of 
if not the worst that I've seen them get beat. But that definitely ignited the, the team for the following year. And that following year, if it wasn't for a haphazard, weird game against Eastern Washington, they would have ran the table, Montana State would have. And they got Sam Houston back in their house, and they played better, uh, but they lost in, in that 2012 game in Bozeman to Sam Houston. So this was sort of a thorn in the side of that last great group of Bobcat guys. You know, I've covered this team now for 10 years. And it's sort of bookended by that group of guys and the current group of guys. Those are the two best groups I've covered. And so for this group to say that they're better, uh, I think that they do have to win this weekend. And so I think it's a challenge, though, that they're ready to accept. you got to beat the best to be the best. And uh, that's sort of the the storyline for, for Montana State as they head to Huntsville. So Huntsville is in central Texas, and it's uh, surrounded by state penitentiaries. And so there's a lot of interesting dynamics to the community. I'm not saying it's not a good one because, in fact, it's actually a very safe place because there's so many prison guards and law enforcement people that live there. Also a lot of pre-release and, and ex-cons, but a lot of people are trying to get back on their feet, but it's just a weird dynamic. It's definitely a strange place, but it'll be a cool experience for me to go back to a place that I haven't been in 10 years and just have sort of a a more, I guess, I don't know. I don't know if I've actually even matured at all, but a more adult perspective, let's say. But when it comes to Harrisonburg, Virginia, I have never been there before. I have a distinct memory of the place because a couple of my best friends in college played for the Grizzlies. Cole Berquist, I was living with him at the time. He was the quarterback for the Grizz. When they went to James Madison in 2008, Mike Farreter uh, had been part of our house. So we actually never actually lived together. I actually took over Mike's spot. But Ryan Bagley, there was a bunch of guys that were around that were that were part of my group of guys and uh, that were on that 2008 team. And that was definitely one of the great wins in Grizz history. I mean, the Grizz had been such stalwarts at home. And it was this kind of status quo that the Grizz would make it in the playoffs and they'd either have home field throughout because of their seating or, for whatever reason, the luck and the ball just bounced their way so many times that they seemed to always get to stay at home even if they weren't one of the top seeds. But it's a rare occasion the Grizz got to go across the country to take on uh, a fellow power, and James Madison's exactly that. And that 2008 Grizz team, not a lot of same guys from the 2014 that had lost to JMU in the national championship, but... Certainly some lingering feelings, particularly for the coaching staff, because a lot of those coaches had been there before. And that 35-27 win for Montana over JMU, I'd say it was one of the great wins in Bobby Houck's coaching career. Certainly one of the great wins in Montana history, one of the great upsets in Grizz history. So it was a fun one, and we'll see. There's some parallels from that team to this team as well, so it should be interesting. This has been the final word presented by Eagle Satellite in Missoula. Give Eagle Satellite a call, 406-728-9999 today. We are so excited to be there with you. 2.30 tomorrow, meet us back here. We'll be coming to you live from Harrisonburg leading up to Montana's FCS quarterfinal game at James Madison. Thanks so much for riding with us here on your Thursday. This has been Nuana's Now on ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. We'll be back with you 2.30 p.m. tomorrow. See you then. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, Fiber Deployments, and Community Events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com news.
Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 